Connie Wheeler was interviewed numerous times, and as with Frankie Lamar, Deputy Dan focused mainly on that shirt, and if Connie had slept with Frankie at Willie's house prior to them leaving Arcadia together. When asked, Connie described the shirt that Frankie was wearing the day she took him to Tinsley's grocery store as all zigzaggy brown with yellow in it. Deputy Dan repeatedly told her that he knew she was lying about that shirt. And Connie repeatedly said that she was not lying and she'd never seen that shirt. Deputy Dan even pressed Connie on the fact that she had been doing Frankie and Willie Lamar's laundry, so she should have seen the shirt. But she continued to deny ever seeing it before. He played the same game in Connie's interrogation as he had with Frankie. He produced an image taken at Tinsley's when he had cashed the check, but only the head part. He apparently covered up the rest of the image, the part that would have clearly shown them both that they didn't have a good image of the shirt that they thought Frankie was wearing. And here's what he said. I'm going to show you part of it, but I'm not going to show you all of it because I don't feel I owe you that much. That bluff backfired on him spectacularly because none of them ever copped to knowing whose shirt that was. And it was frankly a stupid bluff. Any idiot would have seen through that because if he really had a picture of Frankie wearing that shirt, all he would have had to do was slap it down on the table and say, then what's this? He couldn't do that. So basically what he was doing was he was bluffing, faking it, to see if he could get one of them, or all of them, to cop to knowing whose shirt it was. Another thing to come out of Connie's interviews was that Willie had taken his horse back, the one that Merritt still owed money on. That interview notes that Merritt's son had tried to go get the horse, and Willie told him he had sold it to him for $800 after he had told the state attorney that he had sold it to Merritt for $700. Connie also admitted that she would stay out until 11 or 12 at night and then come home and stay up even later. And then when she wouldn't get up early to cook breakfast for Merritt before work, they would argue about it. That information apparently came out from the kids' interviews. She said some of those nights out she would spend over Bill Hagen's house, the local pot dealer, where Pete also hung out. But Connie insisted that she would always tell Merritt she was going out. When she was asked about the underwear, if he would go outside in them, Connie said that Merritt wouldn't and had never done that when she was around, despite what multiple other witnesses had said to the contrary. I have decided to play the last interview that Deputy Dan did with Connie and skip the second one because it was basically just more of the same. Same questions, same answers. Well, Connie, more than likely, on Monday we'll be starting to impanel a grand jury. And I'm going to tell you before we impanel, well, I really shouldn't tell you because I don't have to, but I'm going to give you one more chance. I don't know why. Maybe it's my good nature. Or maybe it's my downfall, not my good nature. But we know that Merritt wasn't killed at Horse Creek. Do you know Merritt wasn't even killed in his truck? I'm satisfied that I know who killed him. But where Merritt was killed? Let's just say I'm satisfied that I know who killed him. Enough to go to the grand jury. You can't tell me? Oh, I'm going to tell you who killed him. And I know who's involved in the cover-up. Why is the reason? That's the thing I don't know. 
Why the cover-up? That's the part I just can't understand. Why people would get involved in covering up such a vicious, vicious murder. I know Frankie killed Merritt. I know he did it. I'm going to tell you something. Before I ever make a decision like that, I make myself the jury. And I sit myself back. And I look at all the evidence. And I ask myself, Danny, if you were sitting on that jury and you heard all this evidence, would you convict that man? I am my own worst critic. But there's no doubt in my mind, Connie. No doubt. I know about all this stuff. I know about it all. Over the last three weeks or so, I have heard it all. But what I ain't heard, what I ain't found out, I've had to dig. I know that man wasn't killed in his truck. There ain't no way in the world he could have been killed in his truck. You know what else I know? I know he didn't go hunting. He left the house to- No, he never left the house to go hunting, Connie. He never left that house to go hunting. There's just two questions I gotta have answered. Well, I don't have to have them answered, but I want them answered, okay? Two questions. One, why was he killed on that particular night? And why the cover-up? That's the questions that I want answered. And you're saying I can answer them? Yep, that's right. I sure am. You can answer them. Sure can, Connie. What are you trying to say, Danny? I'm saying you know what happened. I don't know what happened. And I'm saying you know what happened, Connie. Now that's what I can't understand, is why we've had to go through all of this to get it out of you. You know I can't give you a guarantee. I'd never guarantee it anyway, that if I prove a cover-up on you that you won't go to prison. But I can say this, that you probably won't go if you tell the truth, if you tell what you know, and you tell it now, and you tell it to the grand jury. Because if they, the grand jury, feel exactly the way I do, then Connie, you are going to prison, lady. I don't... You better think about it. You better think about it hard. Think about if it's worth it to you. Because the only chance you got, the only chance you got to stay out of prison is to tell what you know, Connie, and tell the truth. You're not saving anybody from me. You ain't hiding anybody from me, because I know. I know who killed him. So you're not going to be telling me anything I don't know, except for the two questions that I asked you. You're not going to be able to protect anybody. Well, I ain't trying to protect anybody. What you're going to do is sink along with that friend. You're going to go right down the tubes with him, Right down the tubes. I don't believe you're even saying this to me. Well, you better start believing it. You better start believing it at this point, Connie, because come down to the point where I'm going to prove it. And I'm going to prove it before a jury. That man never left that house, Connie. He never left that house. Are you saying that I'd stand right there and let somebody kill my husband? Is that what you're saying? Nope. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you know who did. That's right. That's what I'm saying. You know who did, and for some reason, Connie, for love or fear... Or whatever, be it whatever reason, those reasons can be understandable, I grant you. But those are reasons we gotta get out of the picture now. Connie, it ain't worth it, babe. It ain't worth the trip, it's not. You got enough to live with the rest of your life, it ain't worth the trip. I told you everything I know. No, you haven't. I wish you had, but you haven't. You're covering up for Frankie so bad it ain't even funny. I'm not covering up for anybody. You are covering up for Frankie. You are covering up for Frankie, and it's so obvious anybody can see it. You're covering up for Frankie. Now tell me why. Tell me. I'm not covering up for no one. You really don't believe I can prove it, do you? You have convinced yourself that you have this thing covered up so well, I can't prove it. I haven't convinced myself nothing. If there's one thing that's going to send you down the river, it's going to be that shirt. <sighs> told you about that shirt. I know what you told me. 
You even went to the effort to describe about the shirt that Frankie had on. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work to the jury. It just ain't gonna work. I got too much evidence. Well, if you killed Merritt, why don't you have him in jail? I'm fixing to, because the state now says I gotta go before a grand jury to get an indictment. Well, then go to the grand jury. I am. Oh, I am. I'm gonna start getting it impaneled on Monday. I told you that. I told you that before I even started. The only reason you're in here is because I can see your involvement, and I'm trying to show you a way to help yourself. I'm harder to convince than the jury, Connie. I'm harder, much harder to convince than any jury. And I convinced myself, okay? There ain't no jury that's not going to be convinced. I've been before them before, and I've never failed to convince one yet with hard evidence. Hard evidence, Connie. Blood type can be determined by perspiration on the shirt. Blood type. I told you what I'm doing. This is my job. Well, if that's Frankie's shirt, then, if Frankie murdered him, you should have him locked up. Frankie was in the damn car with you, with that shirt on. I am not going through this with you again. You're going to have to go through it before a grand jury. And I'll tell them the same thing I told you. Well, these other people are going to tell them the same thing they told me. Then we're going to leave it to them to decide? We're going to leave your life in their hands? I guess so. You're saying that's fine with you? I'm telling the truth. Connie... If there was even a shadow of doubt in my mind, I wouldn't be putting you through this. Well, it seems like every time we have a conversation, you say it's the last conversation, and that we're going to go to the grand jury or whatever, and then I get called again. No, I only told you that once, the last time I talked to you, and I told you that I was going to talk to Frankie, and I wanted you to know why, because I wanted to really see who covered up the events. I told you about that shirt. I don't know nothing about it, and he wasn't wearing that shirt when I took him up to Tinsley's. But he was when he cashed his check. He wasn't wearing that shirt when I took him up there. Well, then there's something about that trip to Tinsley's that you're not telling me about, Connie, because it don't work. We went from my house to the gas station, from the gas station to Tinsley's, from Tinsley's to the Shell station, and then back to Willie's house. Well, he went to the gas station and he picked up his check. Made one trip to the gas station and picked up his check, all right? You were standing right there with him, okay, when he picked up his check. He went directly from there with you to Tinsley's and he cashed that check, okay? And he was with you. You were there with him when he cashed that check. That's what he said. I wasn't in the store with him. No, no, I know. But you brought him up there, and you let him out. Yeah. And that's what he said. He walked right in there, and he cashed that check that he picked up at the gas station. Well, I don't know about the check. I'm telling you what he said. I'm telling you that's what he said. So there ain't no possibility of him going back up there later that day and cashing that check with someone else. Because he done told me. Well, all I'm saying is he wasn't wearing that shirt when he cashed that check. And you got all these other witnesses saying he was. So what I'm saying don't mean much. What I'm trying to get through... Then why do you keep asking me about that shirt, then? Because I know you know about that shirt, and I'm trying my best... I don't know about that shirt. Can't you just see it from my side for once, Can't Connie? you see my side of it? It looks like everybody's just trying to turn everything around, and it's all coming back at me. No, uh-uh. No, I haven't turned anything around. Four people, independently, okay? They had no chance to compare stories. Well, I didn't have no chance to compare stories, either. Connie, just listen to me for a minute. These four people, one of them don't even know who the rest of them is. Don't even know who they are. They were asked at different times about that shirt, and every one of them, Connie, for some reason said that Frankie Lamar was wearing that shirt the day he cashed that check, okay? Yes, Danny. I understand what you're saying. That shirt. Not any other shirt. Okay, then. Why do you have me up here? Why are you asking me about that shirt if you have four other people saying he wore the shirt? I'm trying. And I'm saying he didn't. You're trying to convince me to say that he was. Well then, you want to know why I'm going to tell the grand jury you're saying that? Yeah, why? 
because that shirt was found where Merritt was found, with your husband's blood on it. And it belonged to your lover, that's why. And I'm saying I never seen that shirt. I'm telling you why I feel you're not telling me the truth about it. And I know that you were still seeing Frankie after you and Merritt went back together, okay? People that live out yonder, seen him over your house so much, they thought Frankie was living there. No, he never come over to the house unless Merritt was there. You can say no all you want to, Connie, but Frankie's even said that he's been over there when Merritt wasn't there. Why would he lie about it? That's Frankie. I don't know. Oh, but your own boyfriend put himself in a position to be charged with murder by lying about something like that? Huh? The man himself would tell a lie that would hang him. Don't ask me to buy that. We had people stop us out yonder and say, Hey, did you know that Frankie was living with Connie and Merritt after they went back together? Uh-uh. Oh, I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't living with y'all. That's just the way people are, trying to get bigger than other people. But they saw him over there enough, Connie, to make them feel he was. You made more trips out to that gas station and spent more time up there than you told me about, Connie. I only went up to that gas station after I went back with Merritt. When I had to. Oh, when you had to. You were cooking and cleaning and taking care of that man. For Willie and Carolyn. Uh-huh, yeah. I can't help it if Frankie was living there. Yeah, just convenient, right? Merritt knew I was doing all that. But Merritt didn't like it, Connie. Merritt didn't like it one damn bit. Who says that? The people he told that he didn't like it. See, that was one of Merritt's downfalls, Connie. That he couldn't tell you the way he felt. Mm-mm, no. Merritt and I told each other lots of things, and he wouldn't go to other people and tell other people his problems. Merritt loved you too much to give you heartache about it, Connie. He took you back after you left him. People seen him over there, Connie. It's got to be the biggest patent place in the world out yonder. Everybody gets into everybody else's business. Yeah, but they'd turn everything around backwards and everything and add a little bit more to the story. But everything they told me turned out to be true, Connie. You never wanted to tell us about you and Bill sleeping together, but you did. <sighs> I didn't go to bed with Bill until... And you know who I learned all this stuff from, Connie? Merritt's friends. Everybody. Willie. Everyone. And you're out here talking about how good of friends Merritt and Frankie were. All lovey-dovey and everything. Everything was fine and dandy. And it wasn't that way. It wasn't that way at all from Merritt's point of view. But Merritt was willing to try. He was willing to try and he figured if he could get you into church and get you turned around, maybe things would be alright if he would overlook it for a while. But it was getting to him, Connie. He knew he was going to be murdered. He even told people he was going to be murdered. He knew it was coming. He felt threatened enough to tell people that if I don't show back up here in the next few days, don't y'all leave any stones unturned. Because it's not going to be accidental. And then the man shows up dead. Murdered. And that's supposed to be the mind of a man that's at ease and everything's all peaceful in his life and at home and everything. All nice and pretty. That is not the picture that's going to be painted before this grand jury. And I'm not here to entertain myself, Connie. I didn't say you were. Well, it looks like you got an idea that I am. No, I don't. Looks like you got that idea. And what you got to realize is that I know what I'm talking about. And that grand jury, they're going to read them letters that you and Frankie wrote. While supposedly you and Merritt were still living together. And then I'm supposed to believe that you and Frankie never slept together over Willie's house? Well, when we moved back here, yeah. Oh, you slept together before you moved away from there, Connie? You slept together way before you ever moved away from there. Why would these people perjure themselves under oath and say you did? Why would they perjure themselves under oath, under penalty of going to the state penitentiary for ten years, and say that you did? I don't know. You're trying to tell me that you slept out on Merit before? But that you didn't sleep with Frankie before you separated with Merritt after all the talk and the correspondence that you and Frankie had, they're not going to buy it. Especially when this particular person sits up there and says that Frankie and Connie slept together in that home before they left and went to Tennessee. That's just another lie they're going to catch you in, Connie. Another lie. 
You took that man's money. You threw it away on dope or whatever. You didn't make his land payments. You didn't pay your bills like you were supposed to. You didn't send his ex-wife the child support that he thought you were sending Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Then why did the bank send me back Jane's money orders? What happened to the three years' worth of payments on the land, Connie? How did Merritt get three years behind on his land payments? I was making him when he gave me the money to make him. He knew we were behind on the land. Three years, Connie? He gave you money, and I know what you did with it. You supported your habit. No. Well, whose habit did you support, then? I didn't support nobody's habit. You gave 80 or 90 percent of that to Bill. I'm telling you, Connie, these other people are not going to get themselves involved in the cover-up for a homicide. They're going to spill, and they are going to spill hard. Because they ain't going to worry about getting prosecuted for drugs or anything like that. What they got to worry about is being found in a lie. In a homicide. Especially in a grand jury. They're not going to lie for you. You're going to find out real quick who your friends are. I probably don't have any friends out here. Mm-hmm. But they can all talk sweet to me to my face, can't they? And then when I turn around, they shot me in the back. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that is right. Mm-hmm, it is. That's right. So you better think about it. Better think about who you trust. I ain't trusted nobody. Sure about that? Seems like you found a pretty good trusted friend recently, ever since this happened. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that you and... You guys weren't always friends. We've always been on talking terms. Mm-hmm. Talking terms, yelling terms, screaming terms, name-calling terms. Before all this happened. Connie, you need to understand that there is very little about your life that I don't know. I grant you there are some, because there ain't no way in the world I can find out everything. But there ain't very little. You believe everything you hear, Danny? Oh, no. Uh-uh. That's why it's taken almost four weeks to get where I'm at, you know? Almost a month to get here. If I believe everything I heard, I'd have had this thing sewn up for the grand jury in the first week. Because I heard all this in the first week, Connie. That's why I haven't had a day off since this murder. That's why I've been putting as many as 15 or 18 hours, sometimes 24 hours a day since this murder. Because I ain't going to do nobody no injustice. I'm going to find out what somebody's telling me to be the truth. You think it takes a whole month to find out these juicy stories from out yonder? I could go out there in a half hour and find out all them stories. A half hour. No, sir, it takes that amount of time to prove them to be truthful. I knew whose shirt that was on the second day. The second day it happened, I knew whose it was. Before you ever came down here to find out what we'd found. I knew he hadn't been murdered in Horse Creek, I knew it. Connie, it is not my business to make false accusations. Mm -mm, Not my business. It's my business to find out the truth, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Anytime it's murder, it's motive and opportunity, and I've got to focus on that. Then why are you questioning me for, then, if you already have the murderer? To get to the truth, Connie, for once. To get to the truth. And I told you the truth. Oh, really? You told me the truth about not knowing where Pete was, and about who you slept with? Yes, okay, I did lie at first, about, uh, Bill and and not knowing where my brother was. And what about Merrick getting up and going hunting? Merritt did get up and go hunting. You're saying that I was there? That I would have just stayed in that house and let Merritt get murdered there? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that you know what happened. And it happened at that house. That's what I'm saying. Whether you had any involvement in it, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you know more about it than you're telling me. And that's what I'm going to tell the grand jury. That you're covering up. I'm not covering up for nobody. You act like I don't want the murderer found that killed Merritt. Connie, you've known all along. That's what I'm going to tell the grand jury. Well, then all I can say is take it to the grand jury then, because I told you everything I know. Yep, I'm going to take it to the grand jury, but I just wanted to get everything out in the open before we go. And Connie, you know, I'm not the only one that's convinced about this thing. I'm not the only one that sees it this way. I may have been able to buy it at first. If you told me that Merritt got up and he left and you didn't really understand why he got up and left, 
or what he was doing? I could have bought that. But the bit about the man getting up just after we got through making love, he just got up and grabbed a shotgun and says, I'm going hunting. And you say this was something that he does all the time? He didn't just get up and say he was going hunting. He said that way before we went into the bedroom. Well, that's not what you told me the first time, Connie. It's not the way you told it to me the last few times we talked. But that wasn't Merritt's habit anyway, not after he worked all day. Something else happened and you're just not telling us what it is. I told you everything. You still ain't told me what happened at your house that night that was loud enough to wake up the neighborhood. Nothing happened over there in that house that night. Uh Uh-uh. No. Well, I guess all these people are just dreaming or making up lies or whatever, Connie. It's amazing to me how all these people are just making up these lies for some unknown reason. Can't you finally see that it's all coming to an end? No, all I see is you want me to say something. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be saying. All I want you to do is tell me the truth. I have told you the truth. Well, I told you once you're going to find out who you trusted that you shouldn't have. You're going to find out how much Frankie will back you up when it comes right down to it. I don't need anybody backing me up for nothing. Well, I sure hope not. Because they ain't going to. They sure ain't going to. When it comes right down to trying to save his hide, he'll let you slide right down the tube. You get that kind of an attitude when you spend eight or nine years in the state pen. You're number one. And then when that happens, you're going to say, I wish I'd listened to what them people was trying to tell me. Because it's too late now. I don't have nothing more to say. I've told you everything. Connie, did you know that when you perjured yourself under oath to the state attorney investigator, he could have gotten a warrant for you and put you in jail right then. But he probably thought eventually you'd tell the truth. And tell us everything, you know? I have. Many people wouldn't perjure themselves under oath about that shirt, because they don't want to be involved in any way. Damn sure ain't going to put themselves in a position to go to jail, lying about it. And you say I'm lying about the shirt? I'm saying you got a reason to lie about the shirt, and they don't. You got a reason to. Danny, there's no sense in me even talking anymore, because when I tell you the truth, you don't even believe me anyway. Connie, you set the format, okay? You set the format, not me. I never told you to tell me a lie. You chose on your own to tell me the lie. But I know you well enough to tell when you're telling the truth, and you're not. Well, I'm telling you the truth about the shirt. I never seen the shirt until you brought it to me. But there's nothing for me to say anymore because I've said it 10,000 times already. You know, it's just beyond me how these people could lie, how a photograph could lie, how everybody else could lie. It's just beyond me. Are you telling me that it's possible that he wore the shirt and you don't remember it? I'm saying I've never seen the shirt before. Let me ask you something straight out. And I want you to be honest with me. Do you really believe that I have four people that can identify that shirt? I don't know if you do or not. Do you believe in your own mind that I do? If you say you do, you do. Yeah, I believe you, but i never seen it. Do you believe me when I say that people saw him wearing that shirt and say that you were with him at the time he was wearing that shirt? When he picked up his check? I don't know if those people are telling the truth or not. I don't know. But explain to me why they lie, Connie. I don't know. I don't know. I sure can't find a reason in my own mind, and just like everything else, I've gone over it in my mind, over and over. Why the cashier at Tinsley's would... Well, then you got four witnesses saying he wore that shirt. What does it matter? What does it matter that I I don't... i never seen the shirt. So if I say he wore it or not wore it, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does, Connie. And the officer explained to you why. I've been trying to explain to you. But I'm saying he didn't. Because it matters. Because these people who are saying this are also saying that you were with him. So a jury's going to look at it. I don't know how they figure that. I was in the car. You brought him up there, Connie. You drove him, okay? Now listen to what I'm telling you. This is important. It's important why you say yay or nay. Because they're going to tell the grand jury that Connie brought him up there to pick up his check. And he was wearing that shirt. And the grand jury's going to say, well, ask Connie. Connie, was he wearing that shirt? And you're going to say no. 
And the grand jury's going to say, well, she's covering up for her lover. Well, I'm saying this. He didn't wear the shirt. Well, he definitely wasn't wearing the shirt that you described to us. So these people are going to convince the grand jury even further, Connie, that you're trying to cover up for him. That you're producing the shirt that he supposedly wore. And it's not there. It wasn't on his back. Well, I'll just have to say I didn't know what he was wearing then. Uh-uh, no. You don't go saying that now, Connie. Because you've already said, all right? You don't go changing your story unless you come forward with the truth. I'm saying he didn't wear that shirt, and you're saying that you have four witnesses saying that he did. So automatically, I don't know what he was wearing. If you've got four witnesses against me saying he wore the shirt, what I say doesn't matter. Connie, what you said shows a cover-up because you made an attempt to describe the shirt that he was wearing. It was nowhere near this one. So it shows an attempt to cover up. Do you understand? To cover up. That is the point I am trying to get across to you. And that's the point that the state attorney is going to make. He's going to say here. She doesn't say that she don't remember. She doesn't say that she's not sure. She says he was definitely not wearing that shirt. But he was wearing a shirt that is this and that and this here and that. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, see for yourself. But I'm not going to say he wore a shirt if he didn't wear the shirt. Or if I don't know if he wore it. Oh, Connie, you know. He didn't wear the shirt. Connie, you afraid to change your story now? Afraid I'm going to send you to jail for it? No. I'm not going to argue with you about this. I'm through. If you're not going to believe me, then the hell with it, okay? Just take my word for it and leave it at that. Well, Danny, I'm not going to say that the man wore a shirt when he didn't wear that shirt either. But the fact remains, Connie, that he did wear the shirt. That's a fact. He did wear the shirt. That is a fact. And let me tell you a secret, Connie. Willie ain't going to prison for Frankie. He sure ain't going to prison for Frankie, his own son. I didn't say he was. Well, I know you didn't say that. I'm just telling you, he's not. He's not going to spend the rest of his life in prison for his own son. I found that out tonight. So you best just remember what I told you. You'll find out who your friends are, who you can trust and who you can't trust. So evidently, I'm not going to get through to you, Connie, am I? I'm just not going to get through to you. I've told you everything. In the next episode, you're going to get the backstory on what was happening in the Sheriff's Department with Deputy Dan during this investigation and also learn about subsequent reinvestigations of this case over the years and what new information was revealed. Stay tuned.